0: clients were like, Oh my gosh, I saw your bedroom or saw this and I saw how you did this. And that was the hiring decision for them that made that set me apart from another designer they were thinking about calling.
1: Today,
2: we're talking about the one room challenge. Is it challenge accepted? We'll see.
0: Have you hit a wall when it comes to growing your interior design business? Then welcome to Wingnut Social, the podcast specifically designed to accelerate your business through increased social media presence, impactful online content, and translating industry experience into physical success. This is your design business, Tightly Fastened. Now welcome the hosts of Wingnut Social, Darla Powell and Natalie Graff.
2: Hey there, welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. I'm your host, the Grand High Poobah of all things Wingnut, Darla Skywalker-Powell. And I am joined by my Soulless Ginger co-host, Natalie
1: jawa Graff. Ooh, I'm a Jawa. (laughs) I even know what those are, Darla.
2: You're a desert scavenger.
1: That's right, because didn't you see the new little meme that came out? The new Tesla bus, and it had the picture of the Jawa... uh, Sandcrawler. Yeah, sandcrawler. I thought that was pretty funny. Oh, the new pickup truck that Tesla has? Oh Oh, my gosh, it was terrible. You
2: know what? But I saw that when they introduced that back in November. Yeah, yeah,
1: I introduced it in November. And they
2: introduced it. They debuted that. And I was like, this is a joke. I thought it was an Onion article.
1: Listen, I was actually happy that it came out and it was so fugly because <laughs> <laughs> Darla had decided that I was going to get a Tesla truck. She's like, you got to have a Tesla truck. We need a Tesla truck. And I'm like, no, I really don't think so. But then I saw that and she sent me that picture. I was like, oh, no, you yeah, gotta be we're kidding good. me. We're it, good. Like, it like solved everything. So problem solved. I don't know
2: why they went with that body style. It's like Blade Runner. It, oh, gosh. Okay. So anyway, you guys listening, we're really hoping that you've enjoyed our holiday episodes, the Christmas blooper special, which was near and dear to my heart because that's just how I roll. And I hope you especially enjoyed the crime finding giraffe. Natalie, are are you okay that that went out in public?
1: I'm not easily embarrassed, so that's okay. I that's don't mind. a very good thing. <laughs> I have very broad shoulders, you know. <laughs> and Bring not Na-
2: Natalie insisted on that January 1st episode. That was another Wednesday episode on what we learned from the
1: podcast. I think it was just a takeaway, yes. So the episode's not as long as a normal long mm-hmm. form on Wednesday, but I thought it was important because Darla always gives me such a hard time about, Natalie, you don't pay attention. Natalie, you gotta listen. Natalie, Natalie. And so you know what? I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna show you, Natalie. Well, you
2: know, one of the best things about doing this podcast with you is the change in the learning I have seen in you. I, I hear you take calls for wingnut social clients and you're discussing your social media and I'm like, oh my God, she does pay attention. So,
1: <laughs> Yeah. So see, I'm not
2: that dumb. <laughs> all right. So today is another show, Natalie, that I do hope you pay attention because this show is all about the one room challenge.
1: I'm not sure I want to pay attention to the one room challenge because I'm afraid of how much work this is going to be for myself. Work and money.
2: But we're going to find out. Okay. And I have to tell you, I have purposefully kept myself in the dark about the One Room Challenge. I haven't really researched it yet because I personally haven't done it, and I personally haven't shown a tremendous amount of interest in doing it. So the questions I'm going to ask our guest today, Veronica Solomon, are going to be like legit questions that I want to know about. So hopefully that's going to translate to you guys and answer some of the burning and yearning questions in your... Speaking of Veronica Solomon, today's exceptional guest, Natalie, do you know where I first met her in the digital world anyway? nope facebook she has her awesome facebook business group it's called what they don't teach you in design school that's how we first kind of started networking and getting to know each other virtually and you know we've met her at several high points we've seen her we have, in passing nice. she's always so popular everybody's grabbing for her attention so i only get like one minute of an audience with her but because she's so busy but she's, she's a lovely woman and i have to tell you she is insanely f-ing talented her one room challenges lately have been just off the hook really, really good. So I want to ask Veronica, besides having people like me out there say she's extremely talented on a worldwide podcast, what are the benefits of doing the One Room Challenge? What's the ROI from a One Room Challenge? And how has it helped her gain traction in the interior design industry? I know she's been published. I know that she's had a lot of media coverage for that. And I think that that plays a big part but we're going to find out if it's worth it and i'm going to ask her the benjamin question Ooh. yep yep we're going then to, say, I'm going to CEO, have to pay attention and whoop, listen, whoop, whoop, whoop. you darla. are going to, have to pay you. attention and listen yes that was what that was the
1: last part of Thank this
2: you. because i want you to pay attention and see if it's something that you think that we should do for darla powell
1: interiors well let's tell our listeners a little bit about veronica
2: all right Veronica Solomon is the principal designer of Casa Valora Interiors. Casa Valora is a multi-award winning design firm and one of the premier interior design firms in the Katy and Houston area. Veronica founded the company in 2007 and with her design knowledge and expertise has grown the company to the successful and well sought after business that it is today. Veronica's work has been featured in several publications and blogs such as Katy Magazine, Houston House and Home, Apartment Therapy, ASID Angle, the Houston Chronicle, Houston Design Resources, Howls, and more. Wingnuts, help me in welcoming Veronica Solomon to the podcast. Hey there, Veronica Solomon. Welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. How the hell are
0: you? I'm doing great. How are you?
2: I'm doing terrific, and I'm really excited to talk to you today about the One Room Challenge because I will be 100% transparent. I don't know a whole hell of a lot about it. (laughs) But what I do know is that you are killing it. Your designs are stunning really gorgeous. So I want to dive in and see what it is. What is the One Room Challenge all about? Why are you doing it? What the
1: ROI is from it? And yes, Natalie. I'm a little concerned about this episode because I really don't know if I want to know about the One Room Challenge because, you know, Darla always does everything that after a guest comes on, (laughs) and I'm afraid this is like next in our pipeline. And so this makes me really nervous about this podcast. All Natalie sees are dollar signs. I know.
0: Well, Well, it's not a bad thing. You guys might love it. You might get addicted, as addicted as I am.
2: That Yeah, and I, oh. I'm an addictive personality. So tell us a little bit about the One Room Challenge. Off there, you were telling us about how that's Linda Weinstein's baby. So tell us what you do know. I know you're not like the One Room Challenge expert, although I you kind of are in my eyes. Tell, tell us a little bit about it and what it's about, and then we'll dive into the, uh, the nitty-gritty.
0: The One Room Challenge started in 2011 by Linda Weinstein, and she started it, I guess, as a way, you know, designers are known for not doing their own homes. So she started <laughs> it as a challenge between her friends so she brought in a bunch of friends and they were gonna you know focus on uh, finishing a room in their homes and kind of blog about it over a six-week period. And from there, just kind of took off as um, she started inviting brands to join and um, more and more people started to join. So it's a, it, it happens twice a year in April and October. And it's just basically a way for you to finish a room in your home. So it can be done by designers or um, design enthusiasts. So you don't necessarily have to be an interior designer to participate.
2: Oh, I didn't know that. I thought it was only open to decorators and designers. It's so funny that it was open to designers or, or whoever who haven't finished their own (laughs) homes, because I, I, gosh, I don't know if it was the same way with you, but since Natalie and I have kind of taken this dive into the interior design side, our house has really gone by the wayside. (laughs) (laughs) But we shot it for the portfolio. And since then, it's like, you know, the cobbler's kids have no shoes. We just don't have yeah, time. The to
1: succulents de- are dead. We haven't <laughs> replaced them. We never finished out some of the artwork. We really could use a new sofa. <laughs> uh, Radar's taken over the one brown chair. That's his chair. And Our dog. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I know how that goes. So that that's actually a
2: really good idea. Hey, you, you get a win-win. You can redo the living room and be published on the One Room Challenge. On the One Room Challenge, I'm looking at their website right now. It's one room challenge.com. But it's not just them anymore, right? Don't they have like some pretty robust sponsorships?
0: Oh, yes. Each season, Linda um, brings in some newer um, brands to sponsor the event. Um, There is a media partner, which right now it's Better Homes and Gardens. But she also has like some really top brands. And each season, you'll see some of the same people. But they're also, you know, different people who want to be a part of it, because it really is good for them as well. Having a whole bunch of influencers and bloggers and designers blasting your product and your name out there and how it's being used in a beautiful space is absolutely um, attractive to them.
1: Okay, so here comes a money question. (laughs) So uh, right out the gate, I'm not going to be shy about this. So if they are going to sponsor the event, and let's say, because we are not very well educated in this, because we haven't dove into this, if you're going to use like certain pillows for your room, do they actually give you those pillows? Or do you have to buy them at a discounted rate?
0: Well, the one room challenge itself, there is a group of 20 designers that are chosen as the featured designers. So those are the ones that they go kind of through a different process than the guest participants. So the 20 featured designers, they are the ones who actually get the sponsorship and you can choose which sponsors you want to do business with, you want to um, use their products. There are some requirements, you have to do like a minimum of five and so on. So there are some requirements there. But you can choose whoever you want to sponsor your room. So it really just applies to the 20. Other people who participate, they're kind of on their own. But if you have, you know, some pull in the industry, you may know a few people, obviously, you can reach out to some of your own vendors and get them to sponsor. So the 20 um, designers, Once you choose whoever you want to work with, they have their offerings, basically, they'll tell you this is what we'll give you and this is what you need to do in return. And so if you agree with that and agree with their terms, then you go ahead and you select that sponsor. So it could be free products, it could be heavily discounted products, it could be something up to a certain dollar amount. So it just varies depending on the brand.
2: And you were a feature designer, weren't you, for October and for April too, weren't you? Yeah, twice,
0: yes, I was.
2: Yes, of course you were because your work, again, is stunning. Okay, so let's, let's backtrack a little bit. So let's say I'm an interior designer, interior decorator, or just an influencer, someone who wants to get in on this one room challenge. What is the best advice that you have for that designer starting out to get their foot in the door on this? Is there an application process or is it just, here's my space, please feature me?
0: Start by being one of the guest participants because, you know, it's Linda's baby. She's been doing it now for many years and I'm sure she'd love to see that you share some of the vision that she has about it. I'm not saying that's a requirement, but I I believe that would help you if you want to be considered as one of the featured designers. And then, of course, there is an application process now. Back then, I just, you know, I just did rooms. I didn't really, hey, I'm going to do a room. I didn't apply for anything. But now there is an application process, and she wants you to kind of register if you're planning to participate in the event.
2: Okay, so Veronica, so even if you're a guest participant, you have to go through an application process now? Are you aware?
0: So the guests, they just have to register to let her know that they are participating in the event's But you can apply if you want to be a featured designer.
2: Oh, okay. I see. So one of the biggest things that I see from the One Room Challenge is the flooding of blog posts (laughs) so that there is a a sort of a commitment with how many times you have to post and what you're, you know, featuring the before, doing the afters. What is the um, parameters of that, the blogging? And how does that help an interior designer moving forward?
0: So in the past, it was just people with blogs. And so you had to blog once a week for the, the entire six-week period. Um, as a guest participant, you have to put up your post every Thursday. And the feature designers, they would make sure it's it's live every Wednesday. So that was a requirement. Now she has it open to um, people who don't necessarily have a blog, but uh, it could be just your Instagram. So you do stories and, and just do regular updates. But the, the point is really to update your audience because it also is beneficial to you in building your audience. So you want to keep them in the loop and you want to kind of get them involved. And so once a week is is kind of a requirement to make it worthwhile.
1: You know, I thought we were safe there for a minute when you said blogging once a week, but then you threw that social media in there and now we're screwed because that's what Darla does so thanks Veronica thank you thank you very much I know, but I want to know would you recommend that a new baby designer thank you Luann for the baby designer we have to give right? Luann
2: a dollar every time we use that term. a
1: dollar she's gonna up the <laughs> ones. watch out so would you recommend that Luann baby designer
0: trying to get their name out there to do a one room challenge at all Absolutely. For me, when I started the one room challenge, it, the first time I did it was back in 2013. I wasn't a baby designer back then. I've never used that term before, but okay, I guess going forward, I'll be using it. But no, you're not. You are not a baby. You are not a baby designer. <laughs> well, I'm not. You know, I saw that I, I wanted to build my audience. I, I thought I wanted to be a blogger back then. I wanted to be a famous blogger. It didn't quite work out that way. <laughs> but I really wanted to build my audience and, um, of course, eventually bring clients in. And for me, it was so beneficial to just be able to share with them the process of creating a space from start to finish. So for me, it was exactly what I needed to really show them the behind the scenes. And this is how design really works. It kind of built me up over these years. So baby designers, absolutely. I believe it's an ideal thing for them to do. First of all, it's a portfolio builder. So I, I hear a lot of young designers talk about um, not having a portfolio when, hey, your home is the perfect canvas. And a one-room challenge is a great way to facilitate that. So Absolutely.
2: Did you find that you got clients for Casa Valora directly from your post in your rooms in the one room challenge? Did people commented and then said yeah? Okay. All right. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay, for sure. So there's
0: real ROI from it. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I mean, our clients were like, oh my gosh, I saw your bedroom or saw this and I saw how you did this. And that was the hiring decision for them that made that set me apart from another designer they were thinking about calling.
1: And then how did your budget go? I mean, I know maybe when you did the first one, maybe your budget wasn't what it is when you do the next one. So what would a new designer need to plan for budget wise?
0: It varies. And it obviously depends on the room that you're doing. But when I first started doing them, I was doing mostly DIY type stuff. So um, I remember my very first room was the dining room vignette in my little studio that I had before this one. And it was not even professionally photographed afterwards. I, I called up my workroom lady, she had a new camera and I had her come over and photograph it for me. So I did not even understand what I was doing. I just knew that I wanted to get something done and get some portfolio shots. I was on a really tiny budget. I, I don't even remember what I spent. I think it was something like $2,000, $3,000 pulling some items together. And then from there, it kind of grew, but I still did a lot of DIY things. Now, I, you know, I'm spending a little bit more money because I'm at the point of my career where I want my work to show a little bit of luxury. And so, yeah, I'm spending more. But I think it's up to the designer, to, you know, what you can do with with a little bit. It does not have to be a lot of money.
1: Okay, I have to ask uh, you. yeah, I
0: like that. Cuz
2: you know I shared the hell out of your bedroom one. Was well, that was for April, right? The bedroom. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Cuz I that's right up my freaking alley with the darks <laughs> and the the I just loved it a lot. Thank you. And, okay. <laughs> but this bedroom is sticking to the theme of doing your bedroom in your house, right? Mhm. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So let me ask you. Can I ask you? I'm going to ask you this.
0: <laughs> what was the budget for that? <laughs> so okay, so when when, when I'm going in in this one, um, specifically, I did not go in there and say, hey, this is my budget. This is how much I want to spend. I will tell you that if I was to purchase every single item I did in that room out of my pocket, I would have probably spent about $70,000. But most of it was given to me as far as wow. you know, being one of the feature designer. But I did I did spend quite a bit. I spent, um, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure if I want to say it on air. <laughs> you don't have to. Just knowing the seventy. So,
1: you spent all that money on your shiny new website, but how do you know it's getting the job done and attracting real-life clients? Are your photos optimized? Are your backlinks bending over backward to work for you? Have you lost the keys to your
2: keywords? If all of this is making your head spin, don't worry. Wingnut Social's SEO website audit will answer all these questions and more. In fact, here is what you get when you purchase. Two hours of consulting with an expert. A crawlability check for broken links. Site performance. Metadata Checks. Metadata is what helps Google know where to rank your page on page seo length messaging duplicate content mobile audit headers there's just so much to learn
1: yeah keywords and content suggestions
2: you'll get a list of keywords for you to target and content suggestions for targeting them
1: and of course those backlink audits to make sure they're gonna help you or yeah. hurt you.
2: are they helping or hurting you you'll find out by going to wingnutsocial.com services and just check out the seo website audit it is a one-time fee and it's a tremendous value now, back to the show. Okay, so I'm looking at the room right now. You know I'm in love with it. So the rug was donated? The The sofa? The coffee tables? What was, can I ask?
0: Yeah, I, absolutely. you can say, because, yeah, okay. So the rug, I own that. So I already had that rug from um, Mishap. I bought it for a show house I was doing a few years before that, and it was the wrong size or whatever, and so I never ended up using it, so it was in storage. So that worked uh-huh. out. Sofa was donated completely, except for the fabric, the labor on it was donated. The bed was heavily discounted. All of the (laughs) pillows on the bed was donated. The chair in the corner, uh, what else? The light fixture was from Hudson Valley.
1: Oh yeah, the sideboards and were they... And then I'm getting the cart ahead of the horse a little bit here. But when you get all of these items... Obviously, you have to keep a pretty massive spreadsheet of who did what, so you know who to tag and who to give the proper credit to. Because you have to, right? Right? Uh, That's part of the deal, right?
0: Yeah, but Linda keeps that very organized. So when you've been selected to be one of the feature designers, she actually has a spreadsheet specifically for you. And you go in there and you do your updates, you you pick whoever you're choosing as your sponsors. Like I said, you you can choose who you want, Um, you have to do a minimum, and then you go in there and... You know, let's just say I reached out to, let's say Fabric Cut, and we agreed to the terms and all that. Then I plug that into my spreadsheet, and I know that this is what the requirement is for them. So most of them are going to require similar things. They're going to require that you, you know, do stories or you, um, you know, do a static post on Instagram. And of course, include them in your blog post each week, and maybe write a specific paragraph and all that. And they want pictures. They absolutely want your pictures as well. So you have to give them rights to using the photographs as well.
2: Okay, so tell me a little bit about Better Homes and Gardens involvement. Is that something like would they possibly feature you in their magazine or in some of their other publications? Have you found that to be the case? Or what what has taken off for you there?
0: So it's not a guarantee. I know the one thing that they guarantee basically is that the 20 designers who are featured, they will do like a little news report the day of or day after the final the big reveal. So they definitely do that. Sometimes they'll go beyond that. They did feature my Powder Room in an issue of Better Homes and Gardens for November, but mm-hmm. I don't know if it was directly connected with the fact that I was a feature designer or anything. They did choose me as a feature designer for April. So I don't know if that is why they decided to run my powder room in the November issue. I'm not sure if, I'm not sure how that worked out, honestly. It didn't hurt. Let's just it say didn't that. It, didn't exactly. it didn't hurt. Exactly, it didn't hurt.
2: Okay, so I've started this journey. I'm S- Sally Designer. Started No, this Susan journey.
1: McNuggets. Right, Susan McNuggets. <laughs> Come on, darling. The, the interior designer.
2: And I've started this journey and now I'm a guest contributor. I'm a get. you know, I've done all that and I've done a great job. What would you recommend for me to do to hit that upper echelon and become a featured designer like you have repeatedly and repeatedly?
0: Yeah, well, (laughs) I'm sure there's a limit to it. I'm not sure what the limit is. Um, Not for you, not for you. She's
1: going to run out (laughs) of rooms in her house and have to buy another one. (laughs)
0: Hello. <laughs> I would say you definitely want to follow the rules because, you know, they're, they're rules and they're in place for a reason. So when you're when you're doing the one room challenge as a guest participant, just be respectful of the fact that it's something that was created and there are things in place that Linda wants to happen. And just to make it fun and fair for everybody. I've heard that some people, they start their rooms months and it's like a finished space and they're like, yeah, that's not in the spirit of the thing. So just do it each week and keep the progress going and doing it in real time, I think is the best way to do that. So that's the first thing I'd say is just kind of follow the rules, whatever she's specified and then just apply for it. Just reach out and, you know, let her know that you're interested in being a featured designer. And of course, just have memorable rooms because that's how she noticed me. I mean, I honestly never reached out to her and say, hey, I don't even think I really honestly wanted to be a featured designer because I always worried that there was just so much more involved in that, that the responsibility was so much greater. And at that point, you can't back out. If something goes wrong, you can't be like, okay, I'm not going to do this. Of course, I was very honored when she chose me. I think that's why she chose me is because I was turning out spaces that were memorable, and they stood out. And it was very much in keeping with her dream and her vision, because I was doing it the right way. I was doing it in real time and, you know, getting my audience involved. And she could see that it was building and it was progressing every time. And so I think that is the best way to attract and get her attention.
2: Okay, so Veronica, it's no secret that you are a well known designer and that your style is amazing. It's maximal, it's over the top. And I say that with all the love of my heart in a very good way. I have hard eyes every time I see your stuff. But for stuff like this, for the one room challenge, for your show houses, well, especially for the one room challenge, I guess show houses are a different animal. Do you design with the end result in mind as far as from a photography standpoint, or this could be published in House Beautiful, or is this exactly the way you would just have done your own damn house? It's the
0: latter. It's exactly how I would do my own house. I'm very selfish when it comes to these things. I want it to be exactly the way I want it because I don't have to worry about anybody else's taste or anybody else's opinions. And so I kind of just go for it. And, you know, I I don't necessarily think, oh, I wonder if this will photograph well. I kind of just go with my gut. And sometimes I feel like the rooms design themselves. My master bedroom was a good example of that because I just pulled some stuff from things that I had in storage and it just comes together. But it's really more from me and not feeling that restriction um, when I'm dealing with clients' projects. Okay,
2: so this leads me to my next question. When you do get clients from the One Room Challenge, do they want you to do something just as extravagant or just as similar? Or do you have to like really still design within their parameters?
1: And she stole my question. I stole her question. I did.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, actually, no, I don't think I've ever had a client ask me to duplicate anything. I think it's just the feeling and the mood and the vibe that they are drawn to. And they want some element of drama or just give me something fabulous. Mm -hmm. But I don't think I've ever had anybody ask me to design exactly what I've done before.
2: Okay. And do do you find that the clients that you are getting from the one room challenge posts and the publicity tend to be a little bit more right up your alley and fall in line with your aesthetic? Or do you get anybody that says, I loved your bedroom. Now can I have a farmhouse?
0: (laughs) style?" (laughs) (laughs) You know what? It's funny. It's a mix. I think what my clients are now more drawn to more than anything is that they see that I take risks and they see that I can design in pretty much any style. You know, I'm working with a client right now and they're more farmhousey, and, you know, hey, let's just do some grays. And then I have another one where we're going bold with color everywhere. So it's a mixed bag for me.
2: If If I was redoing a room and I wanted to do bold color and that I would definitely hire you, but I would not hire Veronica Solomon to do farmhouse. Not that I don't think you could do it. <laughs> But I just think that that would be wasting your talent.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think I love doing the colorful bowl. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's where I shine.
1: <laughs> I think you're like number one on her list. If she doesn't feel like doing something in her own home, you're going to probably get a call. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I can afford I Monica. don't know about a $70,000 bedroom. $70,000. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's not that big of a deal for you guys come on change trump change (laughs) listen
1: i want to thank you before we get into our what up wing nut round for the patience because i know our audience listen do not Know this, but this podcast has been recorded a couple hours apart, thanks to our (laughs) lovely ZenCaster that took a crash. So, Veronica, thank you so much for enduring all of our craziness here at Wing. And the
2: technical difficulties, yeah, difficult. If you guys notice a little bit of a change in the audio tone, we had to switch from our ZenCaster app to our Zoom app, and so Veronica's been been a a
1: lovely day, very patient.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It happens. Welcome to the twenty-first century. It
0: worked out in the end.
2: (laughs) We're all going to be assimilated by technology. That's that's the problem we have all right veronica solomon i have to ask you now if you're ready for the what up Wingnut round
0: i think so
1: now it's time for what up wing night
2: veronica if you were a tree what kind of tree would you be and why
0: i would be a mango tree because i love mangoes i could eat it for breakfast lunch and dinner and what's your favorite variety in Jamaica, where I'm from, we had some really strange names for them. So okay. <laughs> I'm not sure if you'd recognize any of those names. Maybe not. So.
2: Natalie's allergic to mangoes. I Just, just wanna...
0: the outside. But I wear gloves. <gasps> I wear gloves. I peel them and then I can eat the inside. You ever have dehydrated
2: mangoes? Those are amazing.
0: Uh, you know what? I've seen those. I've never tried it. Oh. I just love the juiciness of the real ones. It's so. like candy. It's
2: like, like, oh, it's so good.
0: Well, then I'm going to have to go try you it. You have to. <laughs> yes. Run. Don't walk. What
2: would the hashtag on your tombstone be?
0: queen v (laughs) i love that (laughs) if you could have
2: only one superpower what would it be and why
0: huh i think that would be to be able to fly i don't know i've I've always wanted to be able to fly so this is just something i wish somebody would just grant me that wish
2: do you have flying dreams at all i do actually (laughs) those aren't those the best they're amazing, yes. You know, supposedly, this is what I've read. If you have a flying dream, that means that your soul is happy and unfettered, that you're... Oh, yeah. I love that. Oh, right, Yay. it does. <laughs> Last but not least, please recommend a book that has had a profound effect on you, either personally or professionally.
0: So this one is really old. Um, if you're going to mention it, you might have to go dig it up. It's called Beautiful Places, Spiritual Spaces. The Art of Stress-Free Interior Design. And it's by a designer. Her name is Sharon Hanby Roby. And that book has had a profound influence on me when I was just starting my career and just did not know what my purpose was. And that really helped me. So that's my favorite book of all time.
2: You know, that's a terrific recommendation because our audience is interior designers of all levels, all from Yay. very, very <laughs> beginning to designers that have been in the business for 30 years. And that was Beautiful Places and Spiritual Spaces. Mm-hmm. By, by what was the author
0: the author's name is Sharon Hanby Roby
2: okay cool all right guys so go check that out and maybe you guys can uh, be inspired to be the amazing kick-ass designer that Veronica Solomon is and be f- a featured designer not once but twice by Better Yay. Homes and Gardens on the one room challenge <laughs> Veronica thank you so much for sharing all your tips on the one room challenge I I feel like I might want to do it now Nope. he <laughs> says nope don't spend nope. the money Please tell the wing that's listening where they can uh, follow you on your social. And oh, and tell them again about your amazing Facebook group.
0: So my Facebook group is called What They Don't Teach You in Design School. It's an amazing place for designers to go if you're looking for resources or just to hang out with a bunch of designers and share ideas perfect place for you. And you can find me on Instagram, which I'm trying to get more into at <laughs> Casa which is C-A-S-A-V-I-L-O-R-A, or my website at veronicasolomon.com.
2: You know, I know somebody that can help you out with that Instagram situation you got there. Yeah,
0: I know a couple of people.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Veronica, thank you again for coming on the show. And thank you for your saintly patience with our technological difficulties. We really appreciate it.
0: Uh, Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it, too.
2: One Room Challenge, better
1: homes and gardens. You know... I'm sitting here listening to Veronica and it's freaking amazing. Her room is beautiful, obviously. And Her rooms, multiple well, rooms, excuse me, multiple rooms. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking what room in our home could we redo the on a budget? Living room. No, oh. I said on a budget. The only room I can think of would be Abby's room. And then I'm like, but wait, there's a Murphy bed that's on the wall. Mm-hmm. How are we going to work around that? And then I started thinking, well, wait, you know, window treatment. Nah. And I'm like, no, no, never mind. That's about it. You idea.
2: know, I would want to go like something really dramatic, like dark. I know you would. You and put she, a pale navy in and there. Yeah, paint and the ceiling. I'm get a sure chandelier. I'm not sure like that.
1: I just, know it's not no, going to work in her it's not going to work. However, the living room. Well, you know what? We are in need of a new sofa for sure. And we <laughs> I think the one room definitely, challenge has to be more in the sofa. I know. But, you know, what are we going to do? Because here's our problem with the one room challenge. If we redo our living room, yeah, our children, which are our four-legged children, mm-hmm. have taken over and they like to sit on the sofa in the chair.
2: That's why God made Krypton and Sunbrella.
1: Okay. Well, then we get them to sponsor. How's that? <laughs> problem solved okay problem so, solved.
2: yeah and i was thinking powder rooms and stuff but we really just redid the whole house a couple years ago for a portfolio so
1: ooh, he, that's ah. kind of why i'm like mm. Mm. Need,
2: hey you know what we need i just figured out what? a bigger house with more rooms veronica bought a new house like two or three years ago i want to say maybe not even that long so she had a blank slate to work with
1: wait i got a better idea aunt Susie wants to do her front parlor maybe we could just do it for her
2: yeah, She ain't going to want to do it the way I want to do
1: it. <laughs> uh, well, this is true. It probably would not go with home. Listen, I'm just spitballing here on ideas. How about the shed? You could do the she shed. I do a she show. Do a there she show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, this has been a very long day. We appreciate all the patience if you have gotten thus far in the podcast for everything that's gone on and all our technical issues. Welcome to the new year, 2020. <laughs> 2020. Ooh, baby.
2: Ooh, is Mercury still in retrograde? Okay, guys. So, anyhow, uh, be sure to follow us on social at Wingnut Social on all the social channels. If you need help with your social media marketing, uh, I'm Veronica Solomon, Instagram. <laughs> Give us a call at 1 877 WingNut or send us an email to info at wingnutsocial.com. And if you have done the one room challenge and gotten clients from it, send us an email. Let us know all about it. And I think that's it for today. Nat, got anything else? Nope, so long. See ya.
1: Wherever your burning yearning is. In your
2: head. In your head.
1: Ah. 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 Okay. All right. That was much better. Okay. Let's see where it. Go fight crime.
2: Veronica, thank you so much for the information that you've imparted. What? what? What now?
1: No, you got to ask where to follow her. Yeah, I am. Okay. I'm just making sure (laughs) you're getting there. It's been a long damn day. Okay, well if you come down we have a mangrove grove. A mangrove grove. Mang- mango grove. Natalie, are you okay over there? You're making all kinds of biological that wasn't noises. Me. It just came up. <laughs> I didn't do nothing. I was just standing here.
2: Holy cow. All right. What a long freaking day. Okay, and we got to pack. Ready? Ready. We have to pack. Oh yeah. Good boy, Mango.